right, welcome to another week of Mind Over Money. I'm Van Pappas, private CFO and certified financial planner with Oxygen Financial. And we come to you every week talking about different financial topics as we try to teach you some new life hacks on your way to making a fatter wallet. So this week, I'm really excited because I've got a, a guest. His name's Charles Gelman. And he is the CEO of a company called Hydo Health. And so, you know, uh, Charles, welcome to the show. Um, why don't you just quickly tell us what Hydo Health is? Well, Van, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, what Hydo Health is, is an AI assisted robotic device to help people at home. Hydo stands for Health Information Data Outcomes and also means covered in Japanese. So, you know, Charles, it seems like the last year, two years, everyone and his brother has been talking about AI, AI this, companies are getting involved with it. Um, this is the first time I've really thought about or, or had a conversation with anyone about how AI is going to help us from the, the health arena. We've talked, you know, obviously about chat GBT and all those other things that people are using but explain how AI and health cross-pollinate. Yeah, it is a, it's a pretty interesting subject, but what happens right now in healthcare is there's really a sterile environment that exists, and that's within the hospital and the clinic. So you have provider, you have either a pharmacist, a nurse, a doctor, and you have a variety of other resources supporting the health of that patient. But the one thing is the second you leave those sterile environments, we're up you know, all healthcare comes down upon the patient. And that's when things start to unravel and fall apart because um, after people experience something like that, then they're expected to care for themselves. But typically the reason why they're there in the first place is because they couldn't care for themselves. So it is a bit ironic that we continue to perpetuate the cycle of, you know, putting the onus on the patients without supporting them at home. So really the premise behind Hido and the reason why we, we came across it is my background's in data science. And I was trying to figure out, well, maybe there's a blueprint for health because if, you know, the way I see it, there's really three pillars of health. There's one, you have exercise and mobility. Two, you have diet and nutrition. And three, if you have challenges with the first two are medications. So if you have a different cocktail of medications, based upon um, a person's age, race, demographic, socioeconomic income, um, you have different variables and you need to be able to, to use that knowledge in order to get the best outcome possible. But once I started investigating, I quickly realized that that data set did not exist. So that is why Hido exists today. Now, if, if I'm not mistaken, this um, sort of sprang out of the beginnings of COVID, right? You, you started the company based out of what was going on with COVID? No, absolutely. Yeah. Nope, 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 no. Nope. We started actually before COVID in 2018. Okay. Um, so we were a little ahead of um, the entire marketplace in regards to touching patients at home. And again, the reason why we developed this is because we looked at the marketplace and we, we figured somebody has already come up with this and developed it and pushed out in the market. But once we started to investigate from a data science perspective, we quickly realized that the data sets then exist. And a lot of the burden was on the patients, which is why they were failing. So we started from the ground up 
talking to people, talking to patients, figuring out exactly what they needed and what they wanted and needed was something that was fully automated. So when you walk up to the device, it uses face ID like your phone. It unlocks for the right person, the right frequency, the right medication, the right dosage. Everything is done or most of the stuff is done from the device itself. So the burden is no longer on the patient. And right now I'm going to ask you a question and your viewers can, you know, kind of think about this in the background. How many caregivers are there right now in the United States? Not enough. To take a wild guess. 400,000. 40 million plus. Really? Wow. I was way off. 40 million caregivers. So this is any kind of caregiver, right? This is not just a nurse. This can be just someone, you know, help coming into your home to help you, you know, once or twice a day. Family, friends, loved ones, they're dependent on these folks. How much do you think they get? See, there, there's where you got me. I wasn't thinking about family. So you're right. You know, I think a lot of times people think, oh, well, family, they're, they're family. You know, they're supposed to do that, but they really are giving care, aren't they? Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you think about that burden, it's not just a, you know, a lifestyle burden. This is a huge financial burden. You know, right now, healthcare is about $4 trillion in the United States. And ask another question for your audience and for you. Do put you on the spot, Van. How many people in the United States, what percentage has chronic care disease? A third of the country? 51%. That much. Wow. And 27% has multiple chronic care conditions. So that equates to over half of all medical expenditures, $2 trillion a year, is due to multiple chronic care disease, cardiovascular disease, diabetes. You know, if you really think about your friends and your loved ones, it, you probably don't have to search very far to know somebody with a cardiovascular condition or who has diabetes. Yeah. Now, so Hido has developed this device. Explain the device. Mm -hmm. So it is a, um, it, it, it's like a hybrid between a Keurig coffee machine and a ring device. So it's a medication how, delivery. It, how big? I mean, that, that. A ring is small, a Keurig is kind of big. So are you in between or? It's about the size of a coffee machine. Uh, okay. We designed it on purpose to look like a coffee machine and not a medicine cabinet because we wanted something sleek um, in the home. So people are reminded about it being a medication dispenser, but more of a piece of technology that fits within the home. So that's why it's got... Uh, a more modern design that can fit either in the kitchen or in the bathroom. And we have this technological features such as touch screen and face ID and other automation um, that further enhances um, their ability to care for themselves. I love this because this is exactly what we've been talking about on this show is, you know, I, I call this a life hack. It's, it's something that can make your life easier, uh, you know, and, and, make you possibly even save money, right? Uh, you know, because if I now have AI assistants helping me with my medication, there's a chance that I won't over-medicate. There's a chance I won't lose medication, which costs me money, right? Everything in life, in my opinion, costs money. You know, I, I've, I've said on this show before, when we wake up in the morning, what's the first thing we do? We turn on the lights, that costs money. We get in the shower, water costs money. This. I think could actually save people money. Am I wrong? So this is a substantial savings. Well, you also have to think about as people age, they want to age in their own home. 
if you yeah. want to age outside of your home. I've, I've never met a single person that says, oh, I want to go to a nursing home. <laughs> yeah, but it's also it's cost prohibitive. You know, you're talking about five or ten thousand dollars a month just to go yeah. somewhere else versus living at home. So people want that independence and freedom. And if you do or and you're, you you're, are capable of having a little bit of assistance at home with a robotic device, it's much less expensive than having a caregiver go to your home. And it, there, it's not a frequent basis, whereas this lives in 24-7 is, is helping support your health on a day-to-day -day basis so you can live life the way that you choose to live it. Yeah. All right. So back back to the device. It's about the size of a coffee maker. It's got these great features like touchscreen and voice and uh, face recognition. What what is it going to do? I'm, I've got let's say I've got to take two or three medications on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna dispense those for me. Yeah. So the Hydro device, um, what you do is you it holds up to seven different medications, a three month supply. And the device auto recognizes your medication dosage, frequency, and pill count. There's also an accompanying app. So when you put your medications in there, it'll remind you when to take it. It'll remind you um, what frequency to take the medication. So and it, it will do, it'll take care of all that for you. And then it'll dispense into a clear cup. And then we have a, a direct observation recording, which is a fancy term for video recording to make sure that people are taking their medications as intended. Whoa. So, so like I'm standing in front of the device and when I, when it recognizes me, this is all AI driven. There's not someone on the other side of the video going, Hey, you have you didn't actually take it. It's still sitting under your tongue. You know, there's nothing like that. It's just recognizing that I've taken those pills. That's correct. And nothing is hundred percent bulletproof. You know, the Hydro device is, is best suited for people that want to remain healthy at home. You know, if someone's going to game the system, they're going to game the system no matter what. Right. So um, we've seen remarkable outcomes with this device. We, we've been live on a Medicare Advantage plan in Northern California where they had an 80% decrease in hospitalizations and a 67% decrease in the cost of care. Because people are actually taking the medications they're supposed to be taking. Because mm -hmm. I know, you know, I I, I take a once a day um, allergy item and sometimes I just forget to take it. But so now this device, since I carry my cell phone around everywhere, I'm going to get a notification on my cell phone to remind me to go to my Hido and, and take that medication. Correct. Yeah. Now, what about... Is this strictly just for pill form medication? What if the medication is a liquid? Great question. So right now we just focus on small molecules. There are liquid medications where that can be added to the phone app to remind you because those often require storage within the refrigerator or other you know, special parameters. But right now we're just focused on solid state pills. All right. Here's a question. It seems like Everything this day has uh, these days have gone to gamification, right? Trying to turn our activities into some kind of game. Mm -hmm. Is there any kind of reward, or or do I see like you know balloons popping up when the device says, "Okay, you've effectively taken your medication," or we're we're not going down that road? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a story. So we had a, a we have a patient, Gloria. Gloria has dementia, so I want you to really start you know, sink that in. So she has cognitive impairment. She's diagnosed with dementia. Um, she was able to walk up to the device, use it unassisted 
while her daughter-in-law and her son were out having dinner. It said, congratulations, you've taken your medications for the day. While they're gone, they came back, they saw the message, they called me on the phone and say, Charles, Gloria took her medications. How's that possible? I said, I don't know. That's a great question. Let me take a look at the recordings. I'm just to verify because we were all absolutely shocked. So there is that component of gamification in there, but it also the power of health and the power of hope and independence is a very, very strong motivator, not just for the patient, but also for the caregivers. Um, so, you know, you could have, you know, balloons and gamification, but I think the power of this is the power of the family that's surrounding the person supporting their health. So, so uh, that, that, that's interesting. So the the system has the ability to add a third party, like you know, if I wanted to to make sure, you know, my mother doesn't live with me. She's mm -hmm. she's eighty six years old, but she's still mobile. But she does take medications. She lives in her own uh, condo. I could have it set up where my phone was notified when she completed that that task. So I want you to think about like this. What if you didn't need to check in with your mother and you knew she was okay? And the only time you checked in is because you knew she needed to have an intervention occur. Right, right. now, my father lives on you know the other side of the coast, East Coast. I'm West Coast. How do I know whether or not he's okay? Right. You know, and then it becomes, you know, I can't be calling him every single day, you know, say, you know, Apox, are you, are you okay today? you know, versus me being mindful about it. So there is a level of being able to care for people remotely and not be, you know, um, disruptive to their normal life activities because people want to have that independence and freedom. And I believe that we can help enable that. All right. So what what's the next step from here? This sounds like a great device. In fact, you know, I'm uh, I'm honestly, after this conversation, wanting to, to chat with you offline about, you know, uh, how I go about getting one of these for my mother, frankly. Um, but what's the next step both for Hido as far as, you know, moving forward, advancing the technology and just in general, AI with with healthcare, you know, where, where are we going in the future with all mm -hmm. this? Yeah, so my goal, my purpose is we're an impact-driven company and I would like to create a blueprint for health. That blueprint exist as in understanding which cocktails and medications, which is the different types of medications for each specific person works the best. And that's predicated upon understanding the medications, you know, looking at people's blood work and then looking at the final outcomes, which is hospitalizations, ER visits, or stabilizations of their disease state. So once we build that complete flywheel effect and have enough of these units out there, then we can bring this to the masses. We've done research at Stanford. We're doing research right now with Rush University, specializing in dementia research because of Gloria. And what we have found so far, we're doing up to 15 patients, 12 right now, we're, we're going up to 15, have been able to set up the device with no assistance and been able to use the device with no assistance while their caregivers or the loved ones are sitting, in, sitting there and watching in awe. And as a researcher, I'm sitting there also. So I, I believe the impact that the Hydro device can make on many millions of people is very real. And it's just a question of partnerships and distributorships um, set up with large health plans and organizations in order to bring this to the masses. So right now, the device, you know, I, I get my prescription from the pharmacy, comes in a little, you know, little medicine bottle, and I would mm -hmm. take those and and 
pour them into the particular slot and the device. Is, is there any way where this could advance to a point where, you know, they they come from the pharmacy in some kind of pod that just drops right in so I don't have to worry about, oh, did I spill those pills all over the place? I mean, is that even something that could occur or that's really probably never going to happen. Well, Van, I think if you took an IQ test, it would probably be above 150 because <laughs> that is exactly what we do do and what we're planning to do. Um, so it does utilize a 40 dram pill bottle, the same one you get within the pharmacy. The only thing that's different and it's patent protected is we have a cap with electronic as an electronic chip inside of it that transmits that data. So when a patient gets it in the mail, they simply put it in the device. They close the door, auto recognizes everything because in order to elicit this behavior modification, you need to make things easier for people, not more challenging. Right. So what is it scanning a code on the, on the, the pod or the bottle, or is it actually recognizing the pill itself? Yeah. So we have an embedded RFID chip within okay. the app and that electronic transmission is um, that data is cross-pollinated within the device, but we could do, you know, a number of different things depending upon how technology evolves in the future, where it's basically any electronic transmission, whether it's a QR code, whether it's pill recognition, there's a variety of different ways to do that, um, that could occur. This is, this is really awesome stuff. And I think, you know, very exciting for our future. I think we, we live in the, the best time ever to, to have the ability for this technology to help us. Going back to my previous question on generally, where do you see AI and healthcare? Are there other things that we should be looking at or coming out? I mean, I know you got this this uh, medication dispensing thing down, it sounds like, but what's what's the other stuff that we might see in the future for how AI might interact with healthcare? Yeah, so as I see, AI enhances people's ability to deliver care. So my expertise is in clinical surveillance technologies within the hospital, which is just a fancy way of aggregating different data together so you can provide it to clinicians so they can make better decisions. Um, as I see AI, um, right now, providers treat patients based upon empiric treatment. Empiric treatment is based upon their medical knowledge and their clinical expertise. As I see AI, I see AI gathering all the information within the electronic medical record, the laboratory work, and all these other different systems, culminating them all together. So then they have a prediction, a probability of what will work best for each patient, whether they're doing medications or surgery or physical therapy, but they will know definitively versus relying on whatever's up here. And we only have about a minute. So the, the last thing I want to find out about is you mentioned early on at the beginning of the conversation about how um, y'all are working with uh, Medicare Advantage in California. So is this to the point where have we have we crossed that threshold where I can call my insurance company? You know, I'm here in Georgia. You know, can I call my insurance company and say, hey, I want one of these and what you know, or and more importantly, my mother who's on Medicare right now, you know, would she be covered for one of these or is it really on a limited basis? Yeah. So right now we do not have national coverage. We've been focused within the California markets. That's not to say that that might change in the future. 
So what I would say to anybody listening to this, and if you're an advocate on behalf of your mother or your friends or your loved ones, call your health plan, ask them, say, you know, there is something out there to help assist them that will lower the cost of care. You know, what can we do? But you'll still sell me one, even though my insurance won't won't pay for it, right? So this is this is a product that we don't sell. This is a um, okay. covered by health plans, and also that's the only that's the only way at the current time. Well, the other channel is through actually Veteran Home Health. So there's okay. a couple different channels now. That's not to say that things will change in the future, because our intention is to help as many patients as possible. So, so when you say veteran home health, you're talking about through the VA, through the Veterans Administration? The veterans support home health okay. and they have access to the HIDO device. And, and is it just available for the veterans or their family members too? Uh, veterans and spouses. And spouses. Okay. Because my father was a veteran. So, all right. So this is awesome. Uh, we've, we've gone a little bit over our time, but I think we could continue to talk about this. And I, I think I want to ask you, you know, maybe in a year from now to come back on and give us an update of how things have advanced if we've gotten past just California, because I really think this sounds like a, a great product and a, a great thing to help us save money and make our lives easier. And so I want to thank you for, for coming on. And um, yeah, everyone will be back in a week. We've got another great guest who's going to come on next week, who's going to talk about how to shop for healthy food. Um, and how we can save some money there. So join us in a week. Thanks. Thank you so much.